It was June of 1938. The Great Depression was in full swing. Nazism was on the rise. And World War II was looming in the distance. And it was two Jewish kids. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster were their names. Who came up with the idea of a story of a savior. A deliverer, a rescuer. And in June of 1938, the first edition of Superman appeared. Now, whether you've seen the movie or not, I think most of us know the storyline. But I think what most of us don't know is that the inspiration for the character Superman came deep from these two men's messianic Judaic roots. Because when they captured the idea of what this savior, this, this figure, this superhero would be, they went back deep into their own beliefs and their own traditions, and they took the belief of the Messiah, and they painted it in new ways. And today what I want to do is I want to tell you the story of Jesus. And I want to tell it to you in a way that maybe you haven't heard it before. I want to tell you the story of a Superman. You saw the clip and try to follow along with me the scenes, the sayings, the, 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 the cues as we go along. There is a father. A father who sends his son to another world. All right? There is a father who sends his son to another world. And the son comes for the purpose of being a savior and a figure of hope. Now, it's known that when he's sent, he's going to be great. He might be an outcast, he might be rejected, but he'll be one who's called the Most High. Now, I don't know if you've caught some of these things, but, but what is the father's name? Jarel. What is the son's name? Kalel. What does the name God translate out of from the Hebrew? El. Kal is actually another Hebrew word. It's not quite sure what, what, what the inspiration was. It could have been one of two ways. It could mean voice or it could mean the fullness or all that there is. So the one from Jorel who is sent to another world is called Kalel. His name literally means the voice of God or the fullness of God. Now, we come into the scriptures and we see that there's this one named Jesus who's to be born. He's prophesied. And what do they say? He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. A messenger comes to his father named Joseph and he says, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Except you don't say Jesus' name is Jesus. That's how English speakers say the name Jesus. They never called him Jesus back then. If you spoke Hebrew, they would call him Yehoshua. Say Yehoshua. And what does the English name sound like? Work it out. Joshua, you hear it? It's actually a better name for Jesus in English today. And if it was an Aramaic, which they also spoke, it would be called Yeshua. Now, when you hear Yahoshua and you hear Yeshua, what do both of them start with? Yah. 
Yahoshua, Yeshua. You hear it in there, right? And what is God's name? Yahweh. Except we know that we all like to give nicknames, right? And it's common through the Hebrew scriptures that when you come across the name Yahweh, it's abbreviated to simply being Yah. So you may have said this or sang this at some point in your life. Hallelujah. Yah. Halal is just a Hebrew word that means praise. Hallelujah. I have a son named Benjamin. We call him Ben. I have a daughter named Riley. We call her Rye. My name is David. People call me stinking awesome. <laughs> we give nicknames to our names, don't we? And so Yahweh sends his son, Yahshua, to another world to save his people from their sins. And he comes. And he's superhuman, isn't he? He's miraculous. What, what, I mean, what, 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 what do the scriptures say? They, they talk about his, his feats of strength, his power, his authority, his ability to do things that no mortal man can do. There is something special and there is something different and there is superhuman power about him. And yet, at the same time, even though this one who is sent from a father to this world to be its savior and comes with superhuman strength and power and bears the name of the father himself, there is an adopted father that he has here on this earth. His name was Jonathan Kent. And Jonathan did his best to make sure his son's secret didn't get out. And yet as they had this child in their hands that wasn't theirs but was from above, they were constantly amazed and constantly struggled to figure out who he was and what he was about and would marvel at what's being developed in their son before their eyes. And yet the power was hidden. It was to be kept secret. You see the story of this young boy named Clark Kent picked on by bullies, kicked around, fought the weakling. Cosmic phenomenal power at his fingertips and the ability to do anything. And yet taught and told by his father, his adopted father, they're not ready for you yet. They'll reject you. It will change everything. And when glimpses of his power comes out, when the revelation of who he is is clear, Jesus himself would say things, don't tell anyone, keep it a secret. And Kalel walks around at the Daily Planet wearing glasses under an alias, and you know his name, Clark Kent. And we see this one who's sent from above, sent from his father, bearing his father's name to be the light of the world who comes into the world and is raised by adopted parents where those who see him don't, don't know who he is, growing to become a man and finding his place. He comes to don it. He comes to be ordained, if you will. And he goes out with miraculous strength and power. He goes out with might. He goes out and we realize there is something about him that is different. And yet he doesn't use that power, does he? to set up a kingdom, 
to sit on a throne, to rule humanity. He doesn't single-handedly come to make all things about himself. But he comes to serve and he realizes putting limitations on his power and what he can do is the way for humanity. He comes to be their savior. The savior of the world. The one to bring light into darkness. Hope to mankind. Freedom for the downtrodden and the oppressed. In the, the comic book line, he actually dies and is raised again. Are you kidding me? Do you see the messianism bleeding out of the story of the one who is sent from the Father to save the world? He came to rescue those who were in darkness, those who were oppressed. Think about it, what it was like in 1938 and the hope for what a Messiah would be to a Jewish people. And he dies and he raises and they call him the hope of the world. I'm curious, whose story am I talking about here today? I don't know if you caught it, but lines they said, I have come into this world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. He will come into the light and men will chase after him. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will do even greater things than these. Which lines am I quoting here today? It's the story of a Superman. It's the story of a Messiah. It is absolutely one and the same. Have you had these moments where you see something a thousand times, but then the scales fall from your eyes and for the first time you can see? For years, we've, we've been talking about here about this man named Jesus. But we're people that grasp onto image, aren't we? It's the pictures and the stories and the things that we've seen and the things that, that we've been exposed to that begin to cast who he is. May I urge those of you in this room who have struggled to come to terms with the greatness of Jesus to see the man behind the man of steel. And at the same time, to grasp the power of the message, the message of the story, you take your pick, and what it means. That when he comes, he tells his people they will do greater things than these. Who here thinks themselves a Superman? And yet the story of Superman is that he will come into the light as an image to follow, as one to look to, as one to bring hope and a future and a path to walk. And they will stumble and they will fall. But in time, they will do greater things than these. And what does it mean that Jesus comes to you a Superman? 
one with phenomenal, miraculous powers that defy the ordinary, superhuman in every way, and he says to you, you will do greater things than these. Do you believe it? If not, may I challenge you that you then do not believe in the message of Jesus. Because if Jesus' words are true, he says to you, do you see what I have done? You, each of you, how young, how old, how talented or not, how wise or stupid, you will do greater things than these. I've discovered as a dad that everything I do makes a ripple. I've discovered that about life, actually. Have you? Everything that we come into contact with affects us in one way or another. It shapes us and molds us either as something that inspires us to follow, something that wears us down to a pattern, or something that we react against. But everything in this world has a ripple effect and shapes us. And likewise, everything that we do, intentionally or not, has a ripple that echoes out into the world around. What is the ripple that you're leaving here today? I've seen in my kids patterns. Patterns that at times can't make me happier. And patterns at other times, you've been here, right? Oh, jeez. It's a little me. And it scares you to death. What kind of ripple are you leaving? Because dads especially, I'm here to tell you today, you're supermen to these guys. These ones that God has entrusted you. But even to those of you who aren't dads here today, men, people look to you. And you make a ripple, intentional or not. But Jesus looks at you and says, you may stumble, you may fall, but you will do greater things than these. It's the story of a Messiah. A Superman, Kalel, Jesus. It's one and the same. Philippians says, Your attitude should be the same. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing. He became ordinary, right? And he took on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. My prayer today for those of you 
who have never connected with the story that somehow you see Jesus anew with new eyes who he is and what he comes to do and may he challenge you may he inspire you may he move you may you know that he saves you may you walk in his light let's pray Lord, give us eyes to see. God, you have embedded the fiber of your son and is coming to this world all around. Give us eyes to see. And may we dare, may we be inspired, may we risk to to come into the light. May we walk in it and see that your son is more than a man but was sent by you into this world to be our savior. The hope of mankind bringing truth and freedom and life in his wake. God, may we see the ripple we make and not hide in the darkness but embrace your call. May we come to it. May we embrace it. May we risk the stumble. May we risk the fall. But may we know that as you call us forward, your promise is true. But through us, God, you seek to do greater things than these. This we pray. Amen. Our Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, took bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. And after supper, he took a cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them. And he said, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Welcome to the table of the Lord. Lord, you've come. Lord, you've saved. May we walk in your light. And though we stumble and though we fall, may we find your forgiveness and your strength. We pray. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And may the Father who loved you enough to send his own Son to live like us, to be like us, to experience life as you and me, may his strength, may his power, may his grace be yours. Amen. 
Hey guys, go ahead and have a seat. All right, just a couple minutes here. Um, ushers are going to come forward. They're going to receive offerings. They're also going to be receiving the connection cards. Please take a chance and fill it out. Now, last week we had a, a really cool thing happen out in the coffee house. We had this big influence fair, which was ways to make a ripple, ways to be an influence, embracing that call that God has for each of us in our ministry to the body and the mission to the world. And we had like just so many people come forward. It was really cool, some of the connections. Uh, just two that I want to share with you right now. We've actually gone interstate in the people that are looking to serve at this stage. Um, we had two people join our prayer team, one from Arizona and one from from South Dakota who happen to be visiting. So you got Arizona and South Dakota praying for you now, all right? Um, so cool stuff. Listen, guys, check out some of the pub sheets that are scattered around the building or pick up one at the Welcome Center. 49 ways to make an impact or a ripple through FOF in the body, in the community, and in the world. Check one out. Take a step forward. You could flip those connection cards on the back. You're going to see some areas that, 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 that things might be grouped into. Student ministry, children's ministries, missions, local or global, hospitality, you name it. Um, if you're looking to make a difference and you want to make a new kind of ripple, if you want us to get in touch with you, please check one of those on the back. The appropriate ministry leader will get in touch with you this coming week. And I want to encourage you, too, to check out those tables on the way out, all right? Um, there's some sign-up sheets out there, some send-me-more-information sheets. See what it's all about, and uh, we'll be in contact with you, okay? You can drop those in the buckets as they come on by. Ushers, if you want to hit it, let's uh, go for it. While they're doing that, um, listen, normally I let dad sit on Father's Day, but we're going to do this a little backwards. If you're a dad, would you stand up today? All right, would you give him a hand? If you're a grandfather here today, stay standing. If not, please be seated. All right, would you give them a hand? Let's see how deep in the ranks we can get. If you're a great-grandfather, stay standing today. Otherwise, please be seated. Over here. All right. Guys, happy Father's Day. Ladies, get flowers on Mother's Day. We get dad's root beer and beef jerky, right? Dads. <laughs> If you didn't get yours, make sure to pick it up on the way out. Listen, I got a couple more things that I want to shoot your way, and then we're going to get you out of here. We have some free books for you here today. They're called The Greatness Principle, Finding Significance and Joy by Serving Others. It's a good read. It's a short read. It has some, uh, um, some very poignant kind of things. There's a stack of them out there at the front table. If you'd like to kind of dig more into this idea of what it means to be an influence for God, to make a ripple, and to make a ripple with the greatness and significance God has sent for you, pick one up on your way out, all right? And, uh, and, uh, Hopefully God speaks to you through it. Again, I just want to make put a reminder on your table. Um, today is the last day for pictures. Um, we are trying to get our FOF database up to speed, and we want to get your name and your face put together. I'm not going to show you mullet man this time around, but believe me, however you look today is 10 times better than the picture that we have in the database for you, all right? So do us a favor. On your way out today, there is a table by the front office. Just go verify your connection, or rather your contact information, and let one of our photographers um, bring you into the office for about 20, 30 seconds, snap your pic, and you are on your way, all right? Finally, guys, um, save the date, 
July 7th. Jason Weber getting ordained here at Fellowship of Faith. Um, let's give it up for him. On July 7th, it is one service only. It is happening at 9 a.m. here in this room. We've got an after party to follow in lieu of the 10.30. Um, we're kind of looking to do this like good old-fashioned potluck style. So, hey, bring a side dish. We're going to have the grills fired up, and uh, away we go. All right? Guys, God's blessings to you. Happy Father's Day. We'll see you later.